Hey, what up, y'all? It's your girl, Keith of Kentucky, and you're tuned into another episode of So There's That, the podcast. This is going to be episode 18, and we're probably going to entitle this. Wait, I'm going to be corny real quick. <clears throat> this right here is my show. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, I know. Corny. I told y'all, but I gave y'all a preface and let y'all know that I was going to be corny. But what I really wanted to do is ensure that we paid a homage <laughs> to Soldier Boy Tell Him because he's really out here in these streets giving us all the entertainment that we ever needed for the beginning of the, the year. You know, I'm here for it. I want to give a high five to his publicist, his PR team for getting him on these rounds. I've seen him obviously on The Breakfast Club. If you haven't checked out that interview yet, we're going to talk about it a little bit later in the show. But I also saw that he's on uh, that podcast with DJ Academics. I didn't forgot the uh, shit since Joe Budden didn't left. But he's there too, just causing a racket, being crazy. And I love it because I'm here for mass. I specialize in mass. And um, I just feel like the world needs to pay a little bit more attention or appreciate Soldier Boy Tell Him. So shout out to Soldier this week. I'm really out here motivated by you, inspired by you, and just trying to embody your move for 2019. Um, you really out here killing the game. And I can't take nothing away from you. Because about, you know, like I said, we're going to talk about it later. But about 95% of the shit that he was spitting was low-key accurate as fuck. So, first and foremost, y'all, moving out of that, let's talk about something else real quick. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for everybody that tuned in last week's episode. Now, last week, we talked about some heavy shit talked about some traumatic shit and some stuff that might have triggered some of us, but we stuck in there. We had the conversation and overall, y'all gave me one of probably one of my most listened to episodes thus far. And for it to be of a topic of that magnitude, I just appreciate y'all for clicking play and just hanging out with me and talking about something that I'm passionate about being an advocate for, um, like I said, sexual assault and, um, you know, just making sure we're taking care of those survivors out there and we're not down talking them. And they're really, we're trying to understand perspective. Um, just having that episode last week and having listeners actually give me commentary to input within the show. So you guys were involved. So thank you again for those who were able to submit their voice messages to me or submit those private messages to me on IG or Facebook in order for me to include those into the show. Um, it was one of my most successful this far. I'm proud of that. I'm proud of y'all. So thank you. Let's continue having conversations like this. And that being said, since we did have to do something so heavy and something that might have been triggering to you guys this week, I want to counter that by making sure that we're talking about something that when we are going through dark times, what are the things that we are doing to take care of ourselves? How do you self-care? Um, are we, as a Black community especially, talking to family here? If you are not, you know, if you're not Black, I'm including you in this conversation too. Let's just be clear. Um, but specifically to the Black community, are we looking, how are we looking at therapy? Is this a taboo type thing to us? Is it our generation? Are we more, um, are, are we more likely to 
be in search for help and assistance in therapy. Um, what was the problem? Are there any problems? Are there issues with insurance? I ask a lot of questions to people that are friends to me, people that follow the podcast, follow my Facebook page. And um, hopefully we're going to have a great conversation about that towards the end of the show. But like I said, I want to start the week off, um, the show off by just some light stuff, some kiki in, some pop culture news. Before we get into that, I'm going to tell y'all a little bit my week because I feel like y'all care just a little bit. Shout out to God. Hello, God. Do you love God? What's wrong with you? Um, because we had snow this week. So we had uh, snow, I think, snowfall Saturday and Sunday. And then we got Monday off. We came into work delayed on Tuesday in the name of Jesus. And it's about to snow again tonight. So Friday, I will also have a delay and we're going to roll right into, I believe, I said, we're going to roll right into. <laughs> Once y'all realize what I was going to say and what I'm about to say, I just need y'all not to front on me. And know that it's been a long week and a short week for your girl. Because I had, you know, the short week of me working, meaning that I had to bust my ass from Tuesday to, to Thursday because we didn't have Monday and we're not going to have Friday. So just bear with me. But we roll it right into <laughs> I have a dream weekend. OK, now don't go back and rewind and hear about what I was trying to say. Just know what I meant. OK, <laughs> so we roll it into Martin Luther King Jr., um, holiday. And so we will observe that as well. And I'm just looking forward to the time off. Anytime I get off to be able to go into my writing prompts and write and write my affirmations down, something that I'm not doing on a daily basis, but I'm starting short and like the podcast, as long as I'm doing it on a weekly basis and I'm staying consistent with myself, that is my biggest thing right now. Like I'm just trying to at least stay true to myself to a certain extent. I know daily shit for me with my lifestyle, the things that I do in my life, it might not be, you know, it's not realistic, but as long as I keep things on a, a, a you know, a slight schedule to the, to the most, for the most part, um, I feel like I'm doing good. I feel really good about, you know, everything that's going on right now. And I just feel like, I don't know, I just feel really good, y'all. So anyways, not to hold y'all, this next segment that we're going to get in it, into is going to be uh, some pop culture news. So stick around for So There's That Podcast News. Pop culture. All right, y'all. So we're going to jump right into it. The first thing I want to get into very shortly is shout out to Louisville. Look at y'all doing big things. Y'all trying to show out or whatever. Um, Louisville is where I'm from. Y'all see my name is Keith of Kentucky, but it's not really specific. But I'm here to give you guys the great news. I am from Louisville, Kentucky. Two things that people usually get with me about when they first meet me, they ask me where I'm from. I say Louisville, Kentucky. Um, and uh, they are kind of a... a amused, I guess, because I don't have uh, such a country twang anymore. I don't sound that country unless I'm getting very deep and passionate into a conversation. So they don't really hear it straight off. And I think that's just years of being in the military, moving around and probably taking on other people's accents. The second thing is um, <laughs> people always ask me or they tell me, oh, I didn't know that Black people lived in Kentucky. And I'm like, yeah, they do. But they all seem to reside 
in Louisville. So talking about Louisville, Louisville International Airport, they're going to be renaming it to the Muhammad Ali Airport, which is big, it's groundbreaking, it's paying homage, it's paying respects to probably one of the most well-known people to come out of Louisville, Kentucky. So it's it's long overdue. We do have a few things that um, do pay respects and give a history towards um, Cassius Clay. His mom called him Cassius Clay. We're going to call him Cassius Clay. Just kidding. Um, ooh, maybe we should talk about that later. Coming to America. Ooh, Lord. But anyway, staying on task here. Um, you know, we, we have a few things already established within Louisville that kind of tell us a little bit about the his, history of Muhammad Ali. But this is groundbreaking. This is like one of the largest things in Louisville, Kentucky. It's it's a big city, but it's a small city. So this is just a big, great move. And I'm glad to see that um, we're going to be renaming this airport. And I will soon be probably flying into Muhammad Ali Airport. And that is just great and amazing news to hear. So I just want to start it off with something that was personal to me. My hometown, shout out to Louisville. Shout out to all my friends from Louisville that are tuning in right now and just have been supportive of my many moves. And every time I see y'all, y'all ask me when I'm going to get out the service, when am I coming home? And I probably won't. <laughs> I think I found my home in Texas. I love, love, love Louisville, but, um, you know, I have family and stuff now. So, but I feel like I'm going to end up settling there, but don't tell nobody though. Um, I think the only second thing that we've now associated Louisville with as far as fame and success is concerned is Bryson Tiller. So nigga, you better give us our due and continue to release good music. Because again, I don't know what the fuck that second album was, but it wasn't Trap Soul. And I'm going to need you to do better because you've got an image to uphold here in Louisville, Kentucky. All right. Next news story is going to be about something I talked about a while ago, a few episodes ago. New Year's Eve episode. We was talking about B2K. I was really putting on for you niggas. Like, I was like, y'all know how hard I was finna stunt. Uh, stunt. I was going to be out here with these velour sweatsuits and I was going to have the butterfly clips. And I was really just giving y'all all of that I had. And um, I'm here to let y'all know I got the notification from Ticketmaster. And Ticketmaster basically <laughs> tried to front on me and say that what? Front row tickets was what? How much? <laughs> 600? You got to be kidding me. You're lying. You playing. Yeah. So apparently B2K really think they is DC3 out here. And I, I refuse to believe that they would be charging us this much money for floor seats. I tell you, I've had such great concert experiences in my past uh, to include Beyonce, to be honest with you, floor seats. Um, I was able to get Freedom Water kicked all the way in my face. Y'all know how she did the lemonade, she did the Freedom Freedom Act. She was barefoot. She had the water. Well, see, she was kicking the water and it just hit me ever so softly in the face. And I just knew that there was, you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to get that deep with y'all. But B2K, baby, listen, <laughs> I don't know what y'all doing. What are y'all doing? Why the tickets? I literally went on the website and it said prices for front row. Because y'all know me, I'm bougie. I said I was about to go out here bad and bougie, ready to stunt. I want to go in there with a fur coat um, with the baby fat symbol in the back. I really want to do the most with y'all this year. But it looks like, I don't know. <laughs> 
I was thinking about either going to Fairfax, Virginia or Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, I looked both of those uh, arenas and uh, what? $600. Not sure if I want to meet and greet y'all. Everybody with the exception of um, Lloyd could sincerely, whatever. I'm just really, that's who I'm here to see. I felt like he sent for me. I didn't want to disappoint him, but uh, <laughs> what is y'all doing? What are y'all doing? Could y'all not? Y'all want to reconsider? Y'all want to get back with the promoters and find out what's going on and like reassess and find out what y'all can do to maybe <laughs> lower these prices? Because I mean... Y'all going to have to put some oil to those joints. And I want to see every single motherfucking bump, bump, bump. I did everything on in my life but my girlfriend. I want to see all that shit. <laughs> you heard if I'm paying these ticket prices for a front seat, for the uh, front row. <sighs> Come on, y'all. Uh, listen, listen. For that my amount of money, I need to know if it's five two or five two. I need to know uh, all sorts of things. Is Chingy like what? Did y'all see Chingy in the shade room? Um, he looked like he was rehearsing in a fucking basement. Are you are you kidding me? <laughs> for how much money y'all want to ask me for? So I could so I could go chicken head in peace. Really? This is how you do me after years of support? 106 in part, sitting down for an hour just to see which one of y'all niggas going to make the top number one spot? This is how y'all do me? See, I knew there was a reason I didn't get to go to the millennial, the scream tour, as you were. <laughs> the scream tour. I knew there was a reason why I never went. Because if these were the prices y'all were serving up, I know for sure my mama was like, you got to be out your goddamn mind if you think I'm going to spend this type of money. Because I feel like that right now, and I got the coin to do this. I just don't want to. Um, to y'all, to all y'all niggas, I'm broke. I'm broke. I don't got B2K money, but I'm still trying to go for memory's sake, Lord. I want to try to go to both of them, to be honest with y'all. But when I start looking at them prices... Hmm, what a shame. <laughs> what dishonor on your name. Get it together. Hopefully they get with y'all. Just I don't know if y'all plan on going, Lord. But y'all look at some of them prices. I just don't do nosebleed no more. When you have the Beyonce floor seat experience, you just feel like there's something in your body where you just can't. You can't do that anymore. And I just don't wanna. I don't wanna. I, I've had great concert experiences. I got to go see Beyonce. I got to go see Big Crit. That was a standing room only, and that was off of the backs of Catalactica. And he released a mixtape called um, "It's Better This Way," and it was probably number two on my concert experience. That's uh, uh, I was going to say Destiny's Child, Beyonce Lemonade Tour being number one for sure. Uh, the Formation Tour. Um, I went to go see J. Cole. J. Cole came on his 2014 Forest Hill Drives tour to Texas. And I got to see him and it was a beautiful experience. And he sat down, he talked to us, he brought out Big Sean, Jeremiah. It was beautiful. I've had so many good experiences that at this point, I'm very picky about who I give my coins to because I'm looking for the experience. Yeah, I want to see the choreography need to be hidden. Y'all need to y'all need to um, go ahead and hire Boom Cat, okay? Just make sure everything's tight because these this money, after not seeing y'all for a long time, y'all ain't gave us a hit. We don't know how y'all sound no more. Uh, it's just got to be tight. And I just feel like the audacity, <laughs> really, I feel like, what are y'all doing? Um, 
But I hope y'all putting this work. I hope y'all get Chingy out of the goddamn basement and get him some real sound checks out this bitch. Um, I hope y'all is okay with each other, B2K, because I know y'all really uh, beefing with each other. I know back in the day we had to pick up our local Word Up magazine or National Enquirer to find out what the fuck's going on with y'all. But now we is all in your business, okay? Shade room, baller alert. We is out here. <laughs> we got eyeballs on you. We got our eyes on you, okay? And you're everything I see, and I see attitude. So get it together. I need to see some camaraderie, bitch. I need to see some some cohesion, okay? I need to see some one and two and three and four and pop and pop and... I need it if I'm going to spend this type of money. But at the same time, um, as long as Lloyd is out here giving me everything he's got, I think I'm going to be all right. Um, But I'm going to have to make some life decisions um, because I just really don't want to spend this type of money on them. But I swear to God, y'all better put on a show. Maybe I have to wait until after um, a few people get to go to these shows because I, I tell you what, I'm be mighty upset if I go at some mediocre shit going up on that stage. Uh, <laughs> for real. All right, y'all. So next thing we're going to talk about is uh, Netflix and still. Uh, Netflix is really about sick of y'all shit <laughs> and y'all being integrity violators out here in these streets. Stop sharing fucking passwords with each other. And I'm only saying this. I, I want y'all to do as I say. Um, not as I do because, <laughs> because listen, I'm really sitting up here with my best friend's Hulu account information, but it ain't Netflix. So I am kind of, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking to y'all. I'm not talking to me. Um, anyway, y'all life choices, what y'all doing? Cause they're about to hike up some shit for y'all, but I don't think, okay. So they're not going to be hiking up the prices because y'all are here, you know, being integrity violators. They're hiking it up because Netflix is right. Really out here. Just beefing up the package for you guys. Y'all saw how much popularity Bird Box got. And as of right now, I think it was the most popular Netflix series that they had thus far or Netflix movie. Um, So it gained a lot of traction from that Christmas period onto New Year's. And even now it's still gaining viewership. But Netflix knows exactly what they're doing. They've got their older shows on there for you to binge watch. They've created original content. You've had Orange is the New Black, Stranger Things. You've had the Get Up, was it the Get Down? What other ones? Um, 13 Reasons Why is really good. Um, Black Mirror. Black Mirror. I just started watching Black Mirror last year. I'm late, but that is such a great show. I'm looking forward to the next season, even though they do have the Bandersnatch episode that's out there. Haven't given it a watch yet, but uh, the format of that is going to be a choose your own destiny slash story uh, format. And I'm looking forward to that as a person who is a nerd, a straight up nerd. I am a Sims fanatic. I've been playing Sims since I was like 15 years old. So I like the concept of vicariously living through somebody else. So being able to be within a story and being able to choose the character's destiny, something about that is so cool to me. So to even have that implemented within the the actual art here now, something that we can be able to determine as far as the plot line is concerned and in conclusion, that's crazy to me. But I also heard that they might be getting sued for that because that's a concept 
taking from somebody else. Um, so hopefully they get through that. But either way, I think they're going to go from a $10 monthly payment to a $13. Now, to me, somebody with a steady paycheck, that's not a big of a deal. So some other people it might be. So I suggest you um, get your priorities in order and figure out if Netflix is still going to be the way for you. But if I can make any type of prediction is that uh, Netflix, Hulu, all these different streaming apps for um, television and different types of content, it's about to become, it's about to blow up in a way that we haven't imagined yet. And I feel like it's coming. So if you can hold on and add that extra $3 on, just do it. Because if you're somebody like me that that likes to sit when you do have time and uh, binge watch. And because, you know, Netflix, they give you the entire season in one day. That's such... It's so horrible when they do that because I do it every fucking year. Orange is New Black comes on and I sit there for a whole weekend and I'm just so enraged by the time that I'm done because I'm pissed off at how the season went. Still, shout out, it's always going to be a rest in peace to Pousset. But um, just be pissed off the whole day. And you get to that final episode and you realize like, bitch, I really got to wait an entire year (laughs) to find out what the fuck's going to happen next. So it's like one of the worst things about Netflix. But if you can deal with it, I just feel like it's going in the right direction. And I can't even tell you where because um, I feel like it could be so broad of where they take us. But um, I don't know. Hold on to it if you can. Shit. Um, The next thing I want to talk about real quick. (laughs) I'm going to keep this short. If you're out there, Drake, bring it in. Okay. Uh, Drake, a.k.a. Aubrey Drake Graham, a.k.a. Champagne Poppy. Come on. Have a seat. Let's, uh, Let's talk about something real quick. As a fan of yours, I've gone back and forth over the years about how big of a fan I am uh, of yours. Sometimes I've given you grief. Um, I Sometimes I think you cry way too fucking much. And I just need a rough, strong man in my life as far as um, the person that's providing me with hip hop. I think you sing too much sometimes, but I just have that love-hate relationship with you. I've learned how to deal with it. You've given me all that I've got for a pork chop. And um, in the form of in my feelings, I feel like I was the number one person streaming that shit back to back to back to back. No pun intended. But I got to talk to you about something real serious. And we're just coming off the backs of this whole R. Kelly shit. And I feel like people should try to put you on blast about stuff. But it was very valid because, nigga, what is you doing? I want to talk about Drake. And was starting to get suspectful behavior with his dealing with underage girls. Now, okay, I took a deep breath because y'all know how I feel about my music. It was very hard to really completely exile R. Kelly. But we gonna have a talk because I'm hoping that he, you know, who the fuck am I? A nobody. But maybe somebody might know somebody that knows Drake and just puts him on and says, hey man, you need probably need to listen to this. Listen to this. I'm talking to you. I love you. I loved, damn it. I just said how much I love you. Okay. So are you going to listen to me or are you not going to listen to me? Let's listen. I've counted 
so far, three incidents of questionable questionable behavior between you and women that are younger than you. Now, okay, two of these incidents, the, the girls are on the older side, but I'm still trying to find out why you keep trying to go over there, why you keep trying to dip your fingers into the pond and... It's hot, you know. Why are you trying to put your finger? Why are you trying to do this? So the first incident, I'm gonna let you know the audience is probably like, what the fuck you talk about. Let me put you on. I'm gonna let you know. Okay, so first incident I'm talking about is uh, somebody, you know, when when stuff starts getting hot and heavy. So we were talking about our conversation was about R. Kelly. So of course, people are gonna pull up different stuff uh, that is relevant to the conversation uh, when they're trying to put other people on blast. So Drake. Beardless Drake. So y'all know that was a while ago. So at least five years ago. Um, Beardless Drake had a girl up on stage with him and he was serenading her with a song. He goes and he at some point asked her how old she is. She said 16, 17 years old. And he backed up about two arms length away from her and said he's not ready to go to jail yet, blah, blah, blah. But you're beautiful, blah, blah, blah. He walks back up on her. He gives her a kiss on the shoulder, I believe. And then he tells her that her breast felt good on his chest. So I'm like, okay, all right. So, okay, so we's finna be a part of the creep squad. Is this what we doing? What are we doing? Because I was real confused and I was real creeped out. And I was like, gross, why would you do this? And I think at the time, Drake was 23, so he's still dumb. I, I can completely understand the whole concept of women maturing faster, physically and mentally, faster than men. I get it. But guys, don't fucking insult our intelligence by saying that you don't know how to like really rein in your grossness sometimes like really could we just chill out so this that was the first incident that I was just like okay Drake that was fucking gross but then that wasn't the first this was the last actually these other two I've heard about previously now the last year, two years ago, he was apparently allegedly dating an 18 year old that he met when she was 16. Questionable, questionable, questionable. And then last year, there was a news story that came out um, an actress, Millie, Bra- Millie Bobby Brown, um, who I believe appears on Stranger Things. Uh, she was talking, getting interviewed on red carpet, and somebody had asked her about her friends in the industry, I believe, and she had brought up Drake. And this is how like young and annoying, um, not annoying, unknowing that young girls are. Um, she is bewildered. You can tell that she's like so starry-eyed when it comes to Drake. And the fact that she's even having a conversation with this guy is like fucking amazing to her. When you see the actual interview, um, which you could YouTube, and they asked her, you know, she was talking about how she texts Drake about advice for boys. Now, mind you, this is last year. Drake is like 29. I think we're about the same age, either 29 or 30. And he's texting a 14-year-old girl about boys. Now, 
I don't know. Some people might look at that and say, oh, it's just advice. It's just whatever. Um, But she definitely has a whole ass family that she could refer to. She could refer to her friends that are probably the same age as her in regards to boys and how you react with those type of nuances in your life. Like, I don't think she needed a grown ass nigga, a rap nigga that a finesser type nigga that Drake is texting her about how to um, talk to boys. I don't know. It's just so creepy. So for me to you, Drake, please, please, dog. I really love the album. Nothing was the same. I really fucked with Take Care. It took me a long time because I thought you was crying the whole fucking time on Take Care. And it took me literal years for me to come back to take care and be like, this was a fucking body of work. I enjoyed it. I loved it. I think you give a solid fucking work and I would hate to have to throw it away. So I'm telling you, my nigga, please fix yourself. I don't want to hear no accusations. I don't want to hear no craziness. You own thin motherfucking ice. You got me? Drake, Drake, I gave you most of the strings to fucking in my feelings. Can you do me a hot one and just stay the fuck? Go get you some grown pussy, please. Sorry. I know that came off real brash. I don't usually use the P word. When I say that, I mean business, okay? (laughs) But dog, again, coming back to this thing, it's too much grown vagina in the world for y'all to be dipping and dabbling into ones that are just now coming into their own puberty, okay? Um, please, come on. There's so many grown women willing to throw panties at you. Willingly, with consent. You don't got to worry about a thing. We ready. They are ready and willing. Woo, they ready. But y'all got to go to motherfucking middle school and shit. Come on, man. Let's chill out. Let's get it together. I don't want to get rid of none of this music, bro. You didn't, it was very hard for the R. Kelly thing because I really had to think about what this nigga was doing. I just don't want to hear nothing coming out. It's creepy right now. It ain't really got me there. I feel like I can listen, but I don't want to jinx nothing. Don't let no shit come on after this. I don't want to hear no news stories, Drake, Aubrey Graham. Stop it, because I don't want to have to do it. Are we clear? Fine. Shit. All right, y'all. So here's what we all been waiting for. I'm going to talk a little bit about Soulja Boy. Tell him, young Draco, um, kiss me through the phone. This right here is my swag. Just an innovator, right? Um, he was invited on the Breakfast Club this past week, and he just gave us so many gems. And he's just been going back and forth on IG Live with different random people, getting real um, high-key up in his feelings about just being the king of motherfucking 219. He was going to claim it. He's going to have it. Y'all can't take it away from him. Just let the nigga live. Let that nigga breathe. Let him feel his feels. 
and then let him smell his motherfucking roses, all the things that he's done. Now, regardless of all the things that we've been laughing at this nigga about, because there's a lot of things to laugh about, I'm still laughing about those dirty ass nails that he had when he was at the BET Awards, I believe, a few years ago during the gospel segment. He was having this moment. He was having a breakdown. He did speak to that on the interview, so I'm not trying to make fun of the moment that he was having. What I am making fun of is his lack of, you know, hygiene <laughs> and those fucking nails was really just bothering me, but I'm glad he's gotten it together. Um, I don't know what his Gucci headband is doing. Looked a little stretched out. Might need to go trade it and go get a new one, but we ain't talking about that. We're talking about all the things that he's claimed to do. And I just feel like he is. I mean, Soldier Boy really did kind of usher in this new wave of introducing artists on a social media platform. Now we had people that were coming in through MySpace and all that, but uh, I remember coming out of boot camp and like asking in 2007 and uh, being like, who the fuck is this nigga Soldier Boy? And if he was just the wave at the point that I was graduating, um, Y'all had already probably been sick and tired of hearing Soldier Boy, I've been out. Why'd you get back? Watch me. And, uh, but he really did take the lead and innovate that. Like, he was the king of ringtones. Y'all know when we was getting ringtones. Like, he was the number one person doing that before. Like, we can't take shit away from him. All the claims that he made on there, as crazy as they may sound, he pretty much had receipts for pretty much everything that he said. Um, <laughs> during one part of his interview where he was talking about Drake, how he made Drake and you know, that seems a little off-putting when you first hear it, but when you hear him break certain things down, it's like, nigga, really? Not sure. What's going on? <laughs> he has said, um, there was a quote from Drake's Miss Me, and that happens to be one of my favorite singles from the first album, Thank Me Later, and the line goes, tell me what's really going on. Drizzy back up in this thing already. Was heading in, and little to my knowledge, I didn't know that that was a Soldier Boy line. And he was just connecting the dots with a lot of shit that we've seen on news outlets, aka the Shade Room, aka Baller Alert. The story behind him telling the story of <laughs> the story of when he had to shoot the guns and all that shit. He just broke down a lot of shit that just seemed so crazy, but. When he was able to break it down, either he is a good finesse and um, storyteller or he he really went through those things. But when he was talking about Drake, that made sense. When he was talking about, um, you know, he, he has, I think, iPhone or I, not an iPhone, but his own headphone situation. And he was talking about the difference between how we pay money for um, Apple and they overcharge the shit out of us. And we all know that and how weird they, you know, how people are making fun of him for doing his own thing. And they have the same manufacturers that's made in the same place. And he was just making a lot of great points. So despite of it being a hilarious interview, it was a lot of moments of me saying, well, nigga, that's you actually sound a little okay. Like, cause 
he was talking about how he met a lot of the industry's most popular artists of today. Like, he was talking about Migos, how they met because their producer gave a bunch of different rap artists the same beat at some point. And um, that's how it led to them collaborating. He was in the Versace video. Apparently, they had drama at some point. But he was able, to, for the most part, to... Uh, Connect the dots on a lot of crazy shit. And just shout out to Soldier Boy for just being so outspoken. I think we look at outspoken black men and women and, and we want to, you know, automatically make them crazy. But the nigga was making a lot of sense about a lot of stuff. Like I said, it was surprising, but it was only because of Soldier Boy, not because he's a black man. It was just like, where the nigga, where have you been? And who are you to claim that you have the biggest comeback in 2019? What are you talking about? What was you doing last year? But apparently he was doing a lot of stuff under uh, behind the scenes and all that. So shout out to Soldier Boy. Uh, like I said, I believe I said earlier that you motivate me, you inspire me, and I totally just want to embody your move for all 2019. Can't nobody tell me shit about me. And I think that's what we all can learn from Soldier Boy Tello. All right, we're going to go into this next segment. We're going to talk a little bit about self-care after this. All right, y'all. As I said earlier in the show, I did want to make sure that I put a spotlight on ways that we can self-care or take care of ourselves uh, in this segment, especially since we dealt with a lot of harder topics last week, things that might have um, sparked some different type of memories, some bad memories, some PTSD. I wanted to have another conversation about therapy in the Black community as well as self-care and how do we do that for ourselves. So the two questions that I posed to my Facebook fam and my IG family were... Um, do you think that therapy is still a taboo subject in the Black community? If you can't speak on the Black community, please skip to the last question. Thanks. If you think that it is taboo, tell me why. And then lastly, how do you self-care for yourself? So the first question that we were talking about is, uh, is it taboo? Um, to me, and I feel like I'm going to lean, I'm, I'm going to actually introduce my friend I brought up earlier, my friend Willie Southside, host of the Chicken and Liquor Hour. Uh, and I'm going to let him speak his piece. And then I'm going to add in my two cents after that, because I am kind of in concurrence with him as far as what his point of view is uh, on therapy and then the black community. And if that is a taboo thing still amongst us all. Do I think that mental health and therapy is still taboo in the black community? Depends on how old they are. Because our parents and aunties and uncles and grandparents, I don't know if they fucking with it still. But the young folk, they fuck with it. I'm transparent as hell about my mental issues and about my therapy sessions. And I tell people how much I fucking love therapy. And black people that are younger, maybe what, 30 and under, 35 and under, they fuck with it. But my mama's age, they question it a lot and they don't understand why I don't just go to church instead of instead of going to some stranger to talk. But they don't understand talking to a stranger a lot of times is a lot better than talking to somebody that may know you or your family. And they don't understand therapy. They don't care to understand therapy. Young black folk care to understand it because we truly understand what we're going through now and want to fix that shit before it's too late. All right, y'all, that was, again, my friend, Will. He didn't get a chance to introduce himself, but I'm right on par with what his understanding is. I think 
that our generation, and I'm saying our uh, 30 and younger, like I would say, yeah, I'd say like 35 and younger, um, that we're just more interested in um, our mental fitness and how our interactions are and the things that we really feel. We're not trying to repress those feelings. We want to um, talk to other people in order to find out what exactly is going on with our mental psyches, what can we do to alter that, and how can we take care of ourselves. I think that a lot of uh, the uh, the people in our elder community, they don't understand that. they are leaning on a religion, church. And that's a good thing because whatever you find, um, whatever your self-care is, however you find peace is your thing. But that one thing that works for you doesn't work for everybody. And that's the reason why I want to have this conversation to make sure um, that if you were practicing something that doesn't work for you or if it's a toxic behavior, if you're indulging in alcohol or drugs, um, maybe... This, this segment can give you a few things to add to your back pocket so you don't have to dive into the deep end in order to think deal with certain things. Now, myself, I felt like one of my goals for this year was to take advantage of the therapy that I have. I have a lot of free access to a lot of different things around me. Um, my biggest fear was sitting in front of somebody and basically being naked. Um, I feel like I have a lot of things that I want to get off my chest. And uh, it is a big step. So I commend anybody that has stepped in front of somebody that doesn't know them and was able to be completely transparent with them and um, just let them know and give them a key to the door of their life. You know, it's hard to do that for anybody taking those steps. I just I'm proud of you and I'm happy that you are able to do that for a lot of people. They can't. For me, I'm stutter stepping on that. I'm not going to restart. My calendar just fell, y'all. That was that noise in the background. Try to tape it up, but it fell. Um, but I'm I'm stutter stepping on that next step of, you know, getting that therapy appointment scheduled. And it's already the 17th of January. And I said, that's something I'm going to do. And it's something I definitely am going to do. But in the meantime, I've downloaded Talkspace to my phone and I'm willing to pay out of pocket because I want to be able to talk to somebody. And that's another avenue for you guys. Um, It is an app out there, Talkspace. I think better health is also another one that you can go out there. If you are like me and have anxiety about actually sitting in front of somebody and maybe afraid of judgment or whatever the case may be, whatever may be your excuse, um, there's still a means for you to to be able to reach out and talk to somebody about the things that you may be going through or things that happened in your childhood, whatever the case may be. There, there are ways to do that. So if you're keeping yourself or trying to make excuses for yourself, just know that when the time is right for you, you have those things for yourself. Um, the one thing I wasn't able to really get is the insurance issue. Now, uh, a few of my friends said uh, that they are available, but um, a few of my friends, specifically black friends, uh, wanted to speak to somebody else that was black. Um, sometimes when you're going through a lot of these issues, and these are to my um, my other friends, I'll say my other friends, um, so you can have a better understanding. Because I know y'all be feeling triggered as fuck when we feel like we can't come to y'all about things, but it's all about relation. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
as of the last five years have kicked in, we've seen a lot of black death on our uh, social media. We've seen people be killed for absolutely no reason. And then we follow the news story through and um, there's no retribution, there's no justice. And we we get that continuously thrown in our face. And I don't think a lot of um, white and other different people understand what that feels like to constantly see it. And um, these people that we're referring to that are dying on camera, we've gone out of our way to ensure that the people see it and that they're, they know that we want to see change. And then it's kind of, it's like, it feels like a constant spit in our face of no, nah, fuck y'all. Um, y'all lives ain't really that fucking important to us. We're not even going to indict these niggas. <laughs> so what you, what else? What are, what are y'all trying to do? And, and so that's why it's important to be able to talk to therapists that are black so that when we are venting about these things that we feel in our heart, especially about these type of things that might be race related, um, we don't want anybody that's white or other to fucking to push back or invalidate our feelings um, when it comes to that. That's why it's so important to have relation there um, as it pertains to selecting a therapist. Now, everybody ain't got to agree with me on that one, but I feel like that's a major reason why, um, you know, people want, you know, they won't be specific about who their therapists are. So that was, a, that was, that was good. Um, I want to see real quick. I asked a few people on Instagram, so I'm looking for, um, some of the, the responses that I got. Another response was, um, I don't think it's taboo. I think it's underutilized. Some black people still don't think that mental health is important. And like I said, I believe that's uh, attributed to um, how we're so rooted in the church. And they think that if you're in church, if you're praying about it, your problems are going to go away. And uh, that's just untrue. That's not correct at all. So um, let me see if we have any other ones before we start getting to self-care. Um, one of my friends said, do you do you think therapy is still taboo in the Black community? I do, but I'm currently in therapy and liking it so far. Say good, we all need to be open to all avenues of bettering our mental state, so good for you. Um, do you think it's, uh, again, the same question amongst the poverty-stricken? Absolutely, and that's from my friend at Unlucky Lefty. I asked him to expound on that. He said, it's not even a topic of discussion in most black homes. Lack of knowledge is definitely a huge reason. Yes, <laughs> agree. I agreed with him. Um, and I think it's because uh, a lot of us in black households, if we're upset, we show emotion. Um, we are very easily told um, to toughen up, to tighten up. Uh, to get it together, that the world is crazy and that we got to get suited up for this shit and, and not really other means or tools in our tools box in order to really deal with the issues that we have or the feelings that we have. Um, and, and then we're not even pointed in that direction of therapy when we start to feel those type of things. We're just told to fix ourselves and we don't even we don't even know the, the first step or the right way to go. Um, when we do decide that we want to do that, um, we kind of left out in the open. And I think a lot of Black folks can resonate with that message, hopefully, or at least that's how I feel. 
Let me see if any anything else regarding um, taboo. One person says not taboo, but a lot of people may feel they can't afford it or assume it's too expensive. So um, I didn't get a lot of pushback on how much therapy is across the board. Um, but I just encourage people to go out there and figure out and take the time to do the research and figure it out because I think it's a, it could be an important um, tool in your life just to help you build yourself as a person, as an individual. Um, let's see. Another person said, I've never experienced this and I'm um, I'm super black. I've been to therapy a couple of times and I was advised by my family. So that is complete opposite side of the spectrum here that I'm seeing is that she grew up in a family where she did start to feel those things and that she was actually recommended to go to therapy. So I like to see that. I thought that I, I responded to her that it was a, a shift that was going on. And I, I liked seeing that um, family pushing um, people in need to actually go to therapy. I think it's a great method. Like I said, I'm not into it yet, but I know that's what I need. I know that's what I need and I know exactly how to go to get it. So, um, let me see here. We're going to move into that next question that I had. And, um, that is how do you self-care? And so I asked a whole bunch of people. I got so many different kinds of responses. But here again, I'm going to have to feature my friend Will again with his side of how he self-cares. How do I self-care? My self-care is, is therapy, first of all. Um, chilling out at the barbecue and grilling by myself, headphones in, music playing, no one else around me because that's such a vibe and it relaxes the hell out of me. Uh, Self-care is me going to the gym, exercising, working out. Self-care is me eating healthy, drinking water all week, waiting till the weekend to drink anything other than water. Self-care is using my creativity to create dope things that's going to make the people around me smile and be happy. Self-care is me cooking with music playing cleaning like a Saturday morning like our mothers used to do because that relaxes the hell out of me. Self-care is anything that I'm going to find relaxing and bring me joy. And those are some of the things that do that shit. All right, y'all jumping right back in. Thank you again, Will. I appreciate your input so much. So first, what is self-care, y'all? Um, the official definition for self-care is the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health. Um, self-care is any activity that we do deliberately in order to take care of our mental, emotional, and physical health. What are we doing to take care of ourselves? And specifically here, we're talking about mental health, but obviously we can compile all three of those, our mental, emotional, and physical health in order to make sure that we're just maintaining fitness in general. It's a good thing to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves. Um, so I asked a few people again, what are we doing in order to self-care? And so here are these um, responses that I've gotten. So a few from my IG page, I'm going to say first, and then I'm going to go over to my Facebook responses. So I stay up late after my kids are asleep and I take a nice hot bath. I take care of my skin. So having a good nightly regimen here, taking a break from uh, Facebook and uh, crafting. So one of my face, uh, one of my goals for the year 
was to take a hiatus from social media. And it's kind of hard to do that when you maintain something that you promote over social media, but I really just need to. I've been meaning to and uh, just backing up, unplugging and uh, not feeling so um, <laughs> glued to my phone at all times. I know people have gotten on me about that. And uh, I'm, I'll be wanting to fight people or like <laughs> get with people about it because I'm like, well, it's not like I'm just, you know, I'm just, <laughs> I make excuses about being on my phone. So I want to prove to myself that um, I could, I, I can definitely unplug here. I just don't feel like I need to, but I will because I feel like it will be good for me. So that's something I'm looking forward to doing here. Surely I don't have a time. It's to be determined at this point. Um, but another way that people are self-caring out there, my friend, the Pamela Renee, thank you so much for tuning in. Shout out to you. I'm proud of you. Her blog is out there, guys. I will post that to my So There's That podcast page. Um, she puts, it's too long for the post. Um, I had it on my questions page for the IG stories. I try to write at least three things down that I'm grateful for at the end of the day. This helps me to not focus on the negative so much and instead realize that I'm over, um, able to overcome anything that's put before me. Another thing that was on my goals list this year is to be a half full type of bitch, um, to stop being pe pessimistic and uh, just have a positive outlook about certain things. So it's kind of in relation. Um, personal development, church, self-care for some people, exercising, cooking for myself, watching, listening to, visiting arts of all sorts, mediation, prayer, a long time, eating healthy and working out, sitting in complete silence after I get the kids to bed, yoga, journaling. Another thing I've picked up is journaling. I have a word prompts book and it just gives me specific little things that I, I can write about. When I was younger, I used to write all the time. I had notebooks, uh, composition notebooks, just, just everywhere and full of just really angsty <laughs> teenage rage, poetry, short stories, all sorts of stuff. When I joined the military, I felt like a part of my creative creativity like literally stayed in Louisville, Kentucky. And I've been so sad and ashamed of it in a sense, because that's something that was I was known for and for not really building on my art and my craft. It really made me sad. And so um, this year I said I was going to get back to it. I was going to read. I was going to journal. I was going to write affirmations. I was going to build myself up. And um attempt to just, you know, get back to the girl that I used to be and um, the creative that I used to be. So um, I, I, I understand this self-care regimen all too well, or oh, I'm learning to implement that. And so I'm excited about it. If y'all can hear the excitement in my voice a little bit. All right. Um, and I kind of want to try yoga. I, I've seen some of my friends. I just feel like I'm not flexible like that. I wish I was, but I'm not. So now I'm going to head over to my Facebook page. Um, I asked a group of my um, peers, my friends uh, about their self-care routines as well. So a lot of them participated. So ladies, if you were, your regiment did not get selected 
to be worded on the show. I apologize. I'm just trying to get as many as I can in. And like I said, this is, it may seem like I'm just reading off a bunch of shit, but really I'm trying to kind of throw new ideas out there for people who don't have a self-care um, regimen and something that they're, they're on the go. They're busy all the time. They work and they don't have time to themselves. They have kids. They don't have anyone helping. It can get crazy. You may not have time to yourself. So maybe reading off one of these to you guys, um, you feel like you can have five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes to yourself in order to do that one thing. And then it makes you feel happy and it gets you back set and straight and gets you back together. So hopefully, so going to this post, let's see, let's read a few of these ones. Thanks again to everybody that responded to my post and gave me some answers here. Got a lot of good feedback on here. Oh, this one is a good one. I stopped speaking to my mom um, because she's toxic as fuck. And to piggyback on that, sometimes you have to do things like that. And it sucks. And it sucks because, right, you only have one mom. And nobody necessarily wants to do that. Um, but it's um, sometimes you do have to you have to delete or remove toxic people out of your life, no matter who they are, okay? Um, it matters. It matters to you. You shouldn't have to tolerate anybody that is fucking with your peace. That could be mom, that could be dad, that could be grandma. Um, and it doesn't have to be a permanent thing, but until they learn their place and how to respect your space and your peace, you are allowed to that. I feel like you are. And so if she had to go through that in order to find her peace, good on you. I'm here with you. <laughs> Moving on to some more hookah and neo soul, hiking, reruns of comedy shows. Um, I go ghost on people. Hey man, sometimes you gotta. Sometimes you gotta find your seclusion. Your, uh, yeah, man. I I get it. Uh, I was just talking to some of my friends at work about how I deal with confrontation. Sometimes I I. Uh, seclude myself. I, I isolate myself sometimes because I like to think about the things I'm going to say before I say them. I try not to be impulsive. And I always think about if I'm going to say something that's going to hurt somebody's feelings. So <laughs> I make sure I do that. I appreciate my alone time, something serious. I have to have alone time to myself. So I, uh, Going go some people, it makes me think of season three of Insecure. I didn't like that whole concept of ghosts, how they utilized it, but I totally understand going ghost on people from time to time. Sometimes you need it. It's your self-care. Um, locking the door to my bedroom so <laughs> and bathroom so my kids can't get in. Hey Amen. Hey, listen, listen, I haven't had to do it yet. Thank God for my husband. Uh, but I can totally understand why you would do that because I can barely go to the bathroom in peace. It is, uh, it's crazy out here in these uh, parent streets, but I, I totally get that. Uh, go get my nails done, my, my eyelash extensions, chop off some of my hair for health's sake, take myself on a date. I go to Barnes and Nobles by myself, watch TV, Xbox, Nintendo Switch, um, leaving my phone in a different room so I'm not seeing drama. <laughs> Let's see more stuff. Um, some people have put a whole ass day for themselves. I'm seeing a hashtag treat yourself Tuesday. I'm down. Um, 
where she pretty much does whatever she needs to do. It's not always about treating herself um, to something as much as it as treating herself better. Like once a week, I caught up on all housework um, that I was neglecting. Oh yeah, that's nice. I mean, sometimes, you know, sometimes it means cleaning because, you know, sometimes clutter can really fuck with you too. I know sometimes if it gets too cluttery in my house, I have an attitude problem. I have to clean. And uh, yeah, I have three kids though. So it's like I clean up for it to end up a mess once again, you know, but it's all good. Uh, it's something I have to do to make myself feel better. Long showers, gym, time off social media again, shopping alone, working on a hobby, massages, smoking weed. <laughs> I'm not there yet, but hopefully to be one day. Travel, Netflix and chill. Um, Making all of my environments comfortable, inviting, and cozy. Okay, I like that. Living room. So if my living room feels barren and empty, then I will build something to fill it. So making your house a home. I like it. Primitive camping. <laughs> so like naked and afraid. Girl, that ain't nothing that'll never make me feel comfortable, but you do you. Everybody's got their thing. Uh, I mean, if my toddler's crying, over the most random things, I get flustered. I just move her to a room and carry on. Ignoring impossible demands is self-care when you are alone with two kids. That's my friend. She's doing the best she can. Hey, Carla, girl. Um, them kids can really get to you, let me tell you. My two-year-old, well, he's about to be two next Tuesday. A mess. I love him. He's beautiful. Um, we just took his pacifier away from him like last week. He's been doing really good without it. Just crazy. Way better without it. Um, but he is nuts. <laughs> Be honest about it. Sleep or the at the very least rest. I have to literally tell myself to sit down and do that and do that. Um, Jeep and gun parts. So I'm guessing. Oh, she said buy Jeep and gun parts. So I guess she likes to um, get down and dirty there, Key. <laughs> Hiking, cycling, kayaking, gym, cooking, long baths, um, long drives to random places, walks through interesting neighborhoods, trying interesting restaurants by myself, people watching. Get my nails done. My friend Gloria, shout out to you. Ideally, get away from everyone. Have a long time so I can think Pray, meditate, eat some comfort food, normally vent to my tribe. Shout out to the tribe. Shout out to the Black Ace of Spade tribe. And I'm certain she has other people outside of us, but uh, they give me different perspectives and walk around um, Target alone. I know that walk around Target is special, but girl, I hope you don't walk out of there broke because I do most of the time. <laughs> Ooh, this is a really good one. I say no. Ooh, that's it. I just say no. Yo, there is power in your no. There's power in your no. You are not obligated to be anybody's anything. You heard? You can definitely say no. So that is very good self-care. Say fucking no every once in a while. I'm unavailable to emotional vampires. Another one. Shout out to uh, Kirsten Foster. Um if you're listening to this, you have a really great self-care routine here. I unplug. I don't read the news anymore. I don't bring work home. Those are all things that I'm working on. Thank you. Thank you, Kirsten. Um, bubble bath, reading, guided journals, subspace. What is subspace? I'm going to have to get back with her. 
Someone tell me. Yoga, music, running, prayer, visualization. Woo. Ooh, did I get it together? Having a beer with friends. Uh, my friend Shauna McDuffie, going to therapy every week and watching cartoons and a movie that brings me joy. Uh, let's see. Sleep and do nothing, pedicures. I'm going to skip past mine uh, that I wrote on the same post. My friend Joe, saying no, relaxing music in a dark, cool room, Epsom bath soaps with uh, eucalyptus or lavender candles. Those are good. I just got into this whole essential oils thing. And it's, it's just, it is really calming and relaxing. So I'm into this aromatherapy thing as well. Pistol range, um, journaling, coloring, coloring, stretching, many panties. And um, did I say panties? Not panties, petties. <laughs> Massaging my scalp. Uh, so... Uh, those are all good ones. So I'm going to get back to, I'm going to go to mine. Oh, hey, J-Lo. She said, I write poems. I do crafts. I cry. Crying is good. I think a lot of people think crying is weak. I cry a lot. I cry to myself because I just think it's weird to cry in public all the time. But I think having a big, good cry every once in a while is really good. Um, you know, yeah. Definitely cry. If you feel it, let it out. Let it out. It's not good to hold it in. So in conclusion to self-care, um, I'm going to give you some of mine, what I do. All right? You guys, this this podcast, this podcast is my self-care. This is my time to myself. This is something I do outside of being a mom, outside of my job every day, outside of being a wife. Um, this is something that I get to be myself completely and totally. And, um, it's mine, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, it, it's brought me, even though I've like, I start worrying at the end of the day of when I'm going to have time to sit down and record. It's, it's great worry. It is great excitement. Um, because I know that it's something that I accomplish on my own and, uh, and it, it's my self care. I love it. I love being able to and shout out to Anchor for having this um, this avenue of being able to do to launch your own podcast without paying for hosting or anything. And, and and so I don't think they know that they are therapy for a lot of people out there. There was a thread on Twitter that, that Anchor did and asked what podcasting was for a lot of the people who do use Anchor app. And uh, a, a few of us did say it's therapy to us. And for me, this is what it is to be able to sit here and talk to you guys about these things. Self-care is my no. I said... I'm an empath and um, I take on a lot of things from other people that they probably didn't think that I take on. I got into an incident with a girl last year who um, she inboxed me. She told me a problem that she had that was pretty fucking, it was deep. It was all over the place. It was crazy. And uh, I gave her some advice and, and not that my advice means shit to anybody, but she ended up doing her own thing, and um, I'm still worried about her welfare today. And I got cut off by her a long time ago, and um, I just felt like defeated. 
And I was wondering why I was taking on that emotion so hard if it was something she didn't even care about herself. So I have to be able to tell people before they come and dump their shit on me. I have to ask them like, yo, first off, what are we finna talk about? And then two, absolutely the fuck not because you're not about to drain me. Um, because people are subject to do whatever they want to do after you have, you know, sat down, talked to them, pat them on the back, giving them your advice and all that shit. And then they're free to do or make whatever decisions they want to make after the fact anyways. And that's kind of what happened to me. I left her thinking, okay, I have, uh, and it's the Pisces in me as well, thinking that I'm a martyr and thinking that I can save the day and be Captain save a hoe. And I absolutely cannot. And so that disappoints me and I'm looking not to be disappointed. So in a way, I, um, I'm i being selfish. I'm maybe being rude, but I don't want to hear. Um, I, I can't afford to hear your sadness. I'll take it on. And I don't want to. I can't. For the love of me and the my own self-care, I have to stop you before you dump shit on me. And um, I just have to because I will worry about you. Um, self-care for me is music, music. It's so hard. Like I said, it's so hard for me to give up certain music because music equals is equivalent to memories to me. Um, so that's how I take care of myself. Um, uh, self-care is a pedicure for me and self-care is my journals as well. So that's how I self-care. All right, y'all. I hope that last segment wasn't too redundant. I just you know, if I, if I can take anything away, I hope that you are able to add a few extra things on your list of self-care um, that you were able to acquire and just throw in your back pocket a few extra things that you could probably implement into your self-care routine. That's the only thing. If you were able to do that, then I feel like mission is accomplished, man. Shout out to everybody who gave me their points of view, the things that you like to do, that you were being transparent enough to let me in on your secrets. Um Shout out to my friend, Will. I want to go ahead and promote him real quick. He has a page called 8884. That's the numbers, 88, the word 84. Um, he has information on his Chicken and Liquor Hour podcast. He has shirts that he sells. He puts you guys onto music, his playlist that he creates, cookbooks, blogging, custom games. He's always creating. So please check out and follow him on Instagram. Um, check him out. He is literally like the male version of me. Um, and I'm so proud of him. And we haven't seen each other since high school, since college. Um, but we keep in, in close contact with each other because we uh, pass music to each other all the time. And I'm just proud of him. I just, I just love my friend. Um, so please support him if you could. Shout out to... Um, uh, I, I, yeah, I want to go ahead and do some shout outs real quick. Shout out to my friend... Uh, T. Marie Hannibal. She's going to be releasing a book called The Warrior Code um, to unleash the badass inside of you guys. It's available on Amazon. It's going to be available a few different places, iTunes, Barnes and Nobles, Audible. Um, She's just been working her ass off since she retired. And I'm just proud of her. She's just She's giving me some keys. I hope to work with her personally sometime this summer. She does nonprofits. Um, she was in foster care. She has literally come from the bottom and made the uh, a way out of no way. And she's just uh, been a mentor of mine for a few years now, and uh, Marine Corps and otherwise. And I'm just, I'm just looking at her like, girl, how do you do this? And she does, you know. 
she's tight. And so shout out to UT. Uh, girl, just know, I know I'm not the only one that looks to you in that aspect, but uh, I just wish you the best, especially on your release of your book. I am super proud of you and I'm looking forward to that. Um, speaking of LaRie, since my friend LaRie gave me some input, he has uh, released a book as well. And I'm looking for it right now because I want to make sure that I um, shout him out properly. I don't want to get no half-assness to y'all. My friend LaRie Whipple, um, y'all can follow him at LaRie Whipple Author. And he has a book out um, full of poetry and it's called In My Mind and that's available on Amazon. So go ahead and check those two guys out. Check out T. Marie, female, <laughs> then my friend Leroy, who's a male. Uh, check them out. You know, support black business, support black creatives. OK, um, I was glad to be able to hold this conversation with you guys and to direct this um this move of making sure that we're taking care of ourselves. I'm not the first. I certainly won't be the last. But um, if you could walk away here a little bit, enlightened it a little bit, um, feeling like you had more things that you could add to your self-care routine, then great. That is the whole point. That's all I wanted to do since we had a long week last week. We won't talk about those. We're going to get more goofy next. We're going to talk about some more stuff. And I'm just so glad you were able to sit here with me and let's talk. Um, so there's that, guys. See you guys next week. <laughs>